another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this morning by an awesome artist, poet, performer. Uh, he's played in a lot of bands over the years in Milwaukee, uh, 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 most recent of which uh, uh, is called Peeper and La Play. Uh, they just released an album. It's uh, We Buy Gold, Volume 2. And he's also been in bands such as The Trusty Knife, uh, Farms in Trouble. Um, he uh, is known for his ghost mosaics that are often uh, displayed around town. Uh, he's been doing those for eight years. And uh, he's also the owner of uh, the Activities Archive with his bandmate Didier LaPlay, uh, which is kind of where they just put a lot of their, their, their music uh in one place to put out. So I'm excited to talk to him about his passions out stream why he does what he does. Thank you very much, Zach Paper, for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Ben. You're most welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh I'm feeling a little under the weather, but uh we're holding in there. I'm a trooper. Yeah. Uh I fight hard, I play hard, or how does that go? But um work no, hard, play work hard, hard play hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but um yeah, I'm doing all right. That's good. Yeah, it is Friday. It uh, is. <laughs> I think it's going to be a very mellow Friday for me, frankly. Yeah. Hey, you know what they say? Thursday is the new Friday. Do they say that? I don't know. It's a good I, thing to say. Yeah. Well, they, they're they going to say it now. They're going to say it now, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it is a very, very beautiful day. It is. Um, yeah, this whole week has just been... Uh, astoundingly beautiful yeah aside from my allergies kicking my ass oh is that doing that yeah i get that do you take claritin i do yeah 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 it's uh i know that the the tree pollen got really bad this week yes been itching a lot but uh uh in a couple days i'll be on vacation and won't have to worry about oh nice where are you going peru really yeah oh wow that's really great yeah dude i'm excited uh Definitely haven't done anything like this before. Yeah, um, but uh, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Well, we talk about a Mister Nice Guy. We talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so, Zach, um, kind of like uh, to start, um, mm-hmm. just sort of where we typically start is mm-hmm. just a little bit of background and taking taking it back. So, uh, for one, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Mayville, Wisconsin, um, which is. Do you know where the Horicon Marsh is? I do. I it's love it. It's right near the Horicon Marsh. Yeah. It's very close there. Um, this very small town um, right on the Rock River. Sure. And I grew up there, and then I moved here, and I've lived in the Riverwest area roughly half my life. Nice. And I'm 40. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I am what you call a veteran oh, of yeah. the area. But I grew up in Mayville. Um, I have a lot of friends who are musicians who also live in Milwaukee, um, who are from Mayville as well, like several of them. Like Matt Wild, who runs the Milwaukee oh, Record. Yeah, He's sure. from Mayville. Huh. Brock Early, who's a drummer in a lot of Shout bands. Shout out to Rum Revere. Shout out to Rum Revere. Yes. Props. Love that. Um, he's from Mayville. So I have a lot, you know, several friends here in town that are from Mayville as well. But. That's dope. What brought you down here? Uh, just going to college. I was going to go to New York, and I got accepted to the New York Film Academy, and then I was like, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I was like... Do I really want to pay that much? I mean, like, I have debt, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. but that's a lot of debt. So I took a smaller amount of debt and just stuck around. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I actually really do love the Horicon Marsh a lot. Yeah, it's um, lovely. 
it's yeah, beautiful. It's supposedly a great bird watching spot. It is a lot of herons out there. Yeah, yeah. Want to get back up there soon. The only thing though is when I uh, when my friends and I went there uh, last September, mm-hmm. worst mosquitoes we've oh, yeah. ever had they're in huge. our entire life. Yeah, they're also large. They're very large mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah. they're like some fucking <laughs> beasts. <laughs> like some some extra fucking terrestrial mosquitoes yep. deep in those in those woods. This but, is true. Yeah, but. But it was really fun. I just need to bring more bug spray next yes. time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. It gets bad. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about kind of how music all started for you. Like, where did it all start? Um, hmm. Well, let's see. I, like most young people, I got extremely obsessed with music around puberty. Mm-hmm. And um, I, my, my uncle is also a musician. He's like mm-hmm. a singer songwriter guy um nice. who has a following around the middle wisconsin area sure. plays in bars for years and so it wasn't alien to me and i just learned to play uh like the guitar and keyboard a little bit mm-hmm. and um you know i was in high school in the 90s and there was actually a lot of interesting things in the 90s musically happening like there was something that is referred to now retrospectively as the lo-fi movement, which was kind of came from punk music, but it was like people just started recording all their album as, and not worrying about the fidelity of the recording. Mm -hmm. And that was inspiring to me because I thought, wow, these people are making great albums and it's, they're not using high end equipment. It's all kind of homemade sounding. And that was really inspiring to me. Once I realized that, um, I didn't need to put all my effort into, being professional i could be creative and not um not worry so much about that um but yeah i like all kinds of music and i've been pretty obsessed with it since and i i don't really know exactly why i decided to be a musician or performer Mm -hmm. i'm a ham (laughs) i mean yeah you know yeah i'm kind of a ham yeah that's the only answer i have right on well dude i mean you don't really. I, I guess like your answer for that is as as good as anyone's reason to, to have yeah. a creative outlet. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, I I, I appreciate uh uh the the, the lo-fi aesthetics and and textures and stuff. Like I'm also very into mm-hmm. uh kind of a lot of like the wheelhouse of the kind of music you make, like psychedelic, yeah, hazy pop music yeah. and i feel like a lot of the imagery of wisconsin kind of like fits that sort of music pretty well it does i i agree with you actually yeah. i i think about that sometimes uh like um you know the artist robert pollard from guided by voices yeah yeah sure he he was a hero to me when i was a kid because mm-hmm. he was a guy from you know ohio and he was like a teacher he had like a day job yeah. and he just um he just recorded all his albums on four tracks and didn't worry about it. And what I liked about it is that this kind of, well, his imagery is very surreal, mm-hmm. yeah. but it also has a lot of Midwestern imagery in Definitely. it. So I was really inspired by that. Um, Hell yeah. And then also he somehow managed to make his limitations work for him. His albums sound really like, like they sound like discovered artifacts or something. So I was inspired by him. He was an inspiring artist to me for that oh, reason. Yeah. That's awesome. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when I was young. Yeah, there's there's a surrealism, a surrealist uh, uh, sensibility to, to the Midwest. Yeah, you know, it all, does seem like that. All the farmlands, open space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. It's liminal. It's Lynchian. It's yeah, a lot I guess of fun. it is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good stuff though. Uh, so, what was your first band? Um, well, in high school, I was in a couple bands that like were really silly. Who had names that I won't repeat because they're really embarrassing. Um, when I got to Milwaukee, I played alone by myself a lot, and I played like open mics and stuff a lot. Like mm. I would go to Lineman's open mic a lot, yeah. and I yeah just wrote started writing a lot, a lot of songs. And uh, after that, I played in a band. Uh, somewhere around 2003, 2004, I started playing in a band called The Trusty Knife Yeah, yeah. for about a decade, maybe a little longer. And we played a lot of shows. We played constantly, it yeah. seemed like. And um, we were kind of a fun like dance band. We had a lot of what nowadays would be called, I guess, rootsy American influences. Sure. Um, but also we experimented a lot. Like we... Our songs are hard to pin down to a genre mm -hmm. because we did a lot of different kinds of songs. But yeah. essentially, we were a rock and roll band. Sure, yeah. And we were a dance band. And um, you could party to. And you could party to our yeah. music. Yeah. And uh, we were also very poppy. I, like, I took pride in my melodies. But I played in that band with um, a few people from Mayville. Oh, nice. Brock Early. Yeah. Shout out Rum Revere. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> <laughs> um I played with Brock for years, and I played with my friend Anton, who isn't from Mayville, but he's a wonderful guitarist who plays in um, Robbie Lola. Lola. Yep. Shout out Robbie Lola. Shout and I played Anton. with Anton, and I, I, I played with Ross Bachuber was in my band for a while, and Ross um, runs Odd Duck in Milwaukee. Oh, hell yeah. I love Odd great Ducks. Shout out Rod. There's going to be a lot of shout outs. Shout out Odd oh, Duck. Yeah. Love Ross is the chef and founder of... Uh, Duck and he played and I co-wrote some songs with Ross and that was a lot of fun and um, then the Trusty Knife had a lot of different members come and go yeah we had a sax player for a while we had a bassoon player nice and um, yeah that that was the band I played in for for many years and then there was uh, it was with Farms in Trouble Farms in Trouble was with Riles Walsh and Farms in Trouble was much more um, psychedelic. It was very experimental pop music. We recorded a whole bunch of albums, and um, I really, they're dear to my heart. I recommend if anyone likes Peeper and LaPlay or like Trusty Knife to listen to Farms in Trouble because I think those albums are, I like them. Yeah. They're they're very weird. You have to be in the mood. but <laughs> I'm always in the mood. You're yeah. always in the mood. <laughs> yeah. But they're rewarding. I think they're good yeah. Good albums. Yeah. Um, and then I, we, I was kind of doing that while I was in the Trusty Knife. Sure. And, um, we played a little bit, but it was more of a recording project. Mm -hmm. We played some shows, but we didn't tour or anything. And um, it was just Riles Walsh, who was in a band called The Candeliers at the time, and I were the main songwriters. And we both um, were like, let's just try anything and everything and throw anything at the wall and see what sticks. And mm -hmm. turns out a lot of stuff stuck. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, it's... Uh... Like we were saying earlier, you know, there's there's a lot of appeal to that kind of music. Uh, yeah. For me, it, it reminds me of springtime. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I see that. This time of year. Like, yeah. I love listening to psychedelic and experimental pop. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you have favorites that are you would consider in that area? My favorite band is Animal Collective. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. When I, in the early 2000s they were popular, and I didn't get to see them, but I had a friend who went to see them when they played with Ariel Pink before oh, yeah. he was before he became a shitbag. Yeah, well, <laughs> be, yeah, before he became like weirdly really, um, reactionary, Trumpian or whatever he yeah. is now. We don't know. But um, they told me that it was a, a really good show, and it wasn't what they expected either. Mm, yeah. They couldn't reproduce their recordings. Because they're so layered. Yeah, yeah. So it was a different experience than they expected. Yeah. But I remember the Animal Collective craze very well. And I remember listening to Sung Tongs, oh, yeah. that yeah. record, and yeah. I was really impressed with that record. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I love a lot of like early to mid-2000s, mm-hmm. like psychedelia. Like Gang Gang Dance is another one. Of oh, yeah, favorites. I heard of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also, this is a bit later, but I love Deer Hunter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them too. Um, I love the microphones. Mm. I, I love like yeah. a lot of like the dreary like lo-fi stuff too. I see what you mean about that being kind of spring music. Yeah, when you say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, El Guincho, uh, mm-hmm. really into. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I'm, there's so much to dive into. Like you know, totally. you find new stuff every day, and and there's also a lot of it here, like in Milwaukee, True. like especially in like. River West concentrated. Yeah. There's so many fun, great bands in that wheelhouse too. Well, it's interesting because in the early 2000s and late 90s, recording—I don't want to say like lo-fi too much because you know what is lo-fi now? Because most albums are homemade yeah. now. Yeah. In the early 2000s, it wasn't really like that. That's not how you do it. You know, it would be like you book a studio and you go there and you do the best you can. Mm-hmm. But like the virtue, there was a virtue to making things homemade then where now it's just like a given i feel like people have better equipment sure yeah you know like everyone has reasonable equipment and it's not the same because everyone is kind of doing things homemade and they can make it sound reasonably professional for sure yeah and for uh like for us and the music that inspired um me it wasn't so much about trying to sound it was just about the virtue of doing it homemade. Yeah. It was about the virtue of like I don't, I just want to do this and not worry about time or money. Yeah. yeah. So you know the ethic. Yeah, we made a virtue out of a necessity, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can see it. It's kind of developed. It's evolved into an umbrella term. It of, kind of is, yeah. Because yeah, because lo-fi like there's like lo-fi hip hop, of course, which yeah. is a very dif- specific genre. I don't know that much about really, but mm, yeah. when I started to kind of realize it doesn't mean what it used to mean, you yeah. know, it, but, um, I like things that are homemade. I like things that feel homemade. Yeah. Um, totally. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I guess if that's an aesthetic homemade or rough hewn and, and that's I like that. Yeah, me too. And like, like you're saying, I mean, a lot of people in our, in our neighborhood and our community make music like mm-hmm. that and it's totally. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that said, I'd love to hear more about how Peeper and LaPlay started. How, where, did the, where did that all come from? Um, well, DDA LaPlay is a musician who's worked on a lot of projects. Uh, DDA has been in a lot of bands in Milwaukee prior to me even being in Milwaukee because DDA is a little older than me. Um, he was in a great band called Bam Bam mm. um, with Mako, uh, who's an amazing drummer, for years. And DDA was also in a band called Competitor. A lot of these albums that DDA was in are on the Activities Archive website. 
Sure. Um, yeah. And they were like totally party bands in, in generally the River West area. Some of his projects toured, but he was just in a lot of projects. And DDA owns a studio that is called Mathways Studios, which he shared with Joe Wong. Oh, wow. Joe Wong does... Uh, Midnight Gospel soundtrack. That's right. And um, I got to know both those guys because I did a little bit of session work with them, um, including like an attempt to make the theme song for the show. Um, what's that show? Parks and Recreation. <laughs> nice. They didn't take it. Damn. But um, it was fun to work with those guys. And I got to know DDA a little through that. And then DDA, uh, Ross got too busy with being running the wonderful Odd Duck and then DDA joined the Trusty Knife, and then when DDA was in the Trusty Knife, we were both, well, he had this great studio, and I was like, do you want to like try to, to collaborate and record some stuff? And then we just got way into it, mm-hmm. and we had a lot, like, we just, you know, I like to work with a partner, songwriting, because I'm technically um, distracted easily, yeah, so I need someone yeah. to steer me a little. But, um, so DDA and I just started recording um, a lot around like 2000 i want to say like 2013 okay sure. we started recording and collecting recordings and then before we know it, we had an album and but dda also um has done a lot of uh soundtrack work like um masters of none that program some shows oh, yeah. that are on um uh, uh, comedy central mm-hmm. yeah. he did some soundtrack stuff for that so dda had one foot in the professional world and i was in a real studio so that was really gratifying and great that he could we had so many toys to play with yeah and um yeah. we played with all of them <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> i mean they're all sitting around yeah so. i mean he's got all these synthesizers and stuff so i kind of learned how to use his toys and yeah. um and i mean making those albums was kind of like i'm not gonna lie like those albums is like maybe half me just trying to make him laugh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Did he giggle? Yeah, he's a giggler. <laughs> he's yeah. He was very good. I mean, I did make him laugh. That's there were some songs that he was cracking up when I did the vocals. Hell yeah. Um yeah. Well, Zach, I got to yes. say that when I listen to Peeper and La Play. Yeah, you got to be in a certain mood. Well, <laughs> I listen to it and it's like this sounds like they had so much fucking fun in the studio making this shit. We did. <laughs> you know? That's like, good. That's I, good. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, there was one song in particular, Sick Flicks, that was it. Oh, the instrumental. Yeah, that just sounded like... It's just, like a video game kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it just sounded just... We were giggling. Like, such a blast of I'm fucking... i liked it. Oh, yeah. It was just such a, like, blast of, like, vivacity. They're flipping out in the studio <laughs> to this shit, you know? Yeah, we were flipping out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm thanks. I'm glad you liked it. I'm yeah. glad you listened to it. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I feel like sometimes our records are sort of like not for everybody. Oh, sure. <laughs> because I mean, someone told me really kindly that like our albums are a little frustrating because it's like there'll be a song where it'll be like a couple songs where it's like, wow, this is like very poppy. It's like a hit. It's like catchy. It sounds like it for the radio. And then there'll be a bunch of songs <laughs> that are just very um, odd. Yeah. <laughs> And so you're kind of jostled both ways. But, you know, we live in the 21st century. You can skip tracks, too. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting you like that one because it's it's an instrumental. And um, that's one where actually we didn't record that on tape, but we played with the speed. We, like, sped it up. Mm -hmm. We recorded some stuff and made it faster. 
That's one of the great things about recording with tape is you get to play with speed, tape speed. Yeah. Which is a trick that I learned from Brock when I was young. Brock's oh, a little older than me. Sure. He is a master um, of tape, manipulating tape speeds to get interesting um, tracks. He's very good at that. Yeah. And I kind of learned that from him a little bit, I think. I've had a lot of fun listening to his records, too. Oh, yeah. Do, do you ever listen to Scrimshaw? I have. I'm not as familiar with them. I'll send that to you. You yeah, like that? It's, please do. That is very weird. Music. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, I find that fascinating. Like mm-hmm. how eccentric and whimsical, and just um, uh, how like how much it encompasses, like like a record. Like this is it's just a lot. You know, it's just yeah. a whole. It's just a whole like buffet of, of fun and uh, eclecticism and the eclectic range of influences you pull from and ideas you have and just uh, what you can make into something cohesive. I don't know. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, thanks for saying that. I, I um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I consider myself kind of a stylist. Like I don't, when people ask about like, what's your genre or what's your, subculture it's kind of a dead question i don't know things. what my yeah. subculture is yeah. because i don't i never picked one mm-hmm. mm. like i mean and that's okay you know i never i wasn't like uh, well now i'll be a goth i never really yeah. uh, now i'm a punk i right. never picked one i liked all of it yeah. but um you know i will say you use two of my favorite words one is whimsical yeah two is buffet Buffet, yeah. <laughs> Whimsical buffet. I do want to make a buffet, but, you know, you reminded me of something that's odd, and I realized this is a slightly generational. I really like the idea of an album. I like a, a world you get lost in. Like, yeah. I want to go in this world and, like, live in that. And it's kind of an outdated idea. You know, like, some people are singles artists. They're just, they, and I yeah. actually, I wish I was a singles artist. Sure. But it's not my talent. Like, I, I like to make an album that's like this you know world you can daydream in and right live in and like, yeah like it's it's like a whole um uh 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 it's an exhibition yeah right? yeah 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 totally and um so i try to make a record that is works that you want that you would listen start to finish like watching a movie yeah which is asking a lot actually because people's attention spans are very diffusive including totally. mine yeah. including mine yeah so it's kind of asking a a lot. And that's why people do the singles now is because, yeah, yeah, it's just you can just, you know, play yeah. it, play that one, play that one, play that one. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I do want to make singles. I want to make songs that someone like when you're in a mood. I look yeah. at it this way. There's different kinds of songs. One song is a mood reinforcing song. Like you can make a song where you're like, I'm in a mood. I'm sad. Yeah. I want to hear a sad song or like I feel like I'm going out. I'm, gonna, I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm going to hear that kind of song. You could do those kinds of songs. And there's also songs where you have to lean in a little yeah. and uh, use your imagination with the song. And there's that kind of song, too. And I like both of those. So, but yeah, like you were saying, like, I think I think in albums, which is, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I don't know. That's probably an impractical way to do things, but huh. I, I do. I love albums, dude. And yeah. I will always listen to albums, but I understand that with... Do you listen start to finish? Always. Every I guess it depends, time. though, yeah. right, on the yeah. album. Yeah, I mean, it, it it also depends on am I if I'm listening to something for the first time, always start to finish. Oh, interesting, hundred percent. I that's what you want. Yeah, but if it's something that you're like, the ideal listener. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's something that uh, well, it gives me like 
it kind of like allows me to start the story chronologically. I gotcha. You know, but if it's yeah. something that like I'm returning to, I might put it on. No, the then you flip it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. For sure. Um, but this, uh, so, so this new record, mm-hmm. uh, We Buy Gold, yeah. uh, Club Frills, Volume 2. Volume 2, yeah. Before, before we get into more of, like, what actually went into this, I'm curious, like, um, so, I know you played your, your, your kind of, like, tentative final show, uh, yeah. in December, because Didier moved, correct? He moved, he's, like, in Portugal right now, I think. Oh, that's cool. I mean, he's, like, traveling around in Europe, yeah. like, he goes to France a lot, he goes to Europe a lot, his family... Is originally from that area. They're from France, okay, like yeah. I don't know what part of France actually, um, and Belgium, uh, oh, and uh, cool. so he goes over there a lot. So it kind of made sense that he moved there at some point. Sure. What was your your last show before the last show? Right. Oh, the what was our last show? <laughs> like pre COVID. Well, you know, we never played that often. Oh, you know what? Our last show before the last show was in Chicago with a terrific band called the Hex. You ever oh. heard the Hex? I think I've heard Ooh, of Oh, I them. recommend The Hex. They're great. I think great. I've heard of Their them. last album. I feel bad for those guys because they had this record that they put out right before the pandemic <laughs> happened. And I we played with them in Chicago, and I had been playing with them for years. And I played with them when I was in the band The Trusty Knife quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And um, they're a little younger than me, and I they were always good. They were very minimalist. And now they have this guy... Jeff from Milwaukee that was in a great band called Orb. Cool. And um, now I heard their last record and I was like, this is going to be a hit. If they tour, this is going to be on the radio. This is going to be... I, I'm actually sure of it. If that if the pandemic had happened, they would have toured. We yeah. would be hearing their songs on the radio because it's such a good album. Right on. So we played this show in Chicago at the Hideout, which is a great place. Oh, and yeah. um, huh. it was a really great show. One of the best shows I've ever played. We opened for them, and they played a great show, and it was great. It's great to get out of town, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I don't get to do it all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so you all, so you didn't play that often? Um, no. No. It, it, you know, we did go on some mini tours with Peeper and LaPlay. And by the way, that's just our last names. Which I didn't catch on to at first. <laughs> People said that to me, too. Yeah, it's yeah. just our last name. Yeah. It's like... It's like Simon and Garfunkel, right? right. Essentially, yeah. that's all it is. It's Simon and Garfunkel, but um, it's our last name just spelled stupidly. Yeah, um, yeah. but we, um, yeah, we never played like a ton, like because partly because the band is really hard to do. Those songs are very elaborate. There's like mm-hmm. we had, yeah. uh, Monica playing the keyboards, and you know she she's a great musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But very intricate parts, and it required a lot of practicing, and um, so it was like hard to do it live. Um, yeah, that's understandable. So we didn't play a ton, but it actually made it more fun because then when you played, it was really an occasion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you really put all yourself into it. Yeah. When I've been in bands where it's like you're playing every other weekend, right? And it just, you know, it just felt like a job. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say that, but. Kind of. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just, there's so many, uh, uh, there's just so much that goes into it, so many facets to it. Yeah, I know. Like, especially when the, the, the music is so, like, 
densely layered and shit like that. Yeah, you know? that was the case. Or when there's a lot of people in the band too. That too, thing, yeah, a yeah. lot of people in that band. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Juggling schedules and whatnot. Yeah, I'm bummed I never got to see you guys, but there's footage of us. Uh, there's some on YouTube and um, Justin Prop who's um, a drummer as well as a filmmaker, he recorded our last show and he's putting that on the interweb Hell yeah. soon, which was really nice of him to do um, because, I mean, we'll DDA, Peeper in the Play will probably play again. Actually, that's kind of disingenuously said our last show. We'll probably play again, but it's just... Last show for now. Last show for yeah, now, yeah. for a while. Sure. Um, so how long kind of was this new record in the making? Like what was sort of like the time frame? Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, because, you know... COVID. I, I With DDA, not that many songs were pre-written before recording. A lot of it is improvising in the studio with that project. Whereas in other groups I've been in, you know, I write the song and come in and try to teach it to people. There's some songs like that, but a lot of people in the play is a lot of like... I'd usually come in with melodies or ideas, and then we uh, try to fit things together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was in the making, I don't know, because we just record, whatever we get together, we just record stuff, and we yeah. don't know where it's going to go. For sure. So some of those songs on there are like kind of old, like five years ago. And then some are like, we were like recording right up to before oh, yeah. we got it done, yeah. like days before we put it out. So. A little of both, I guess. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Well, that's rad. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, if you have a, if you have such a, there's some bands that are like that. You know, that have like a pool of songs. Of stuff, yeah. For, that, you know, yeah. Like, uh, is sort of like, compo- like piled up over a long period of time. And but that's kind of what's kind of cool about records like that is that like sometimes it's somewhat of a capsule. Like yeah, a yeah. Time capsule of like yeah. old songs and new stuff. And it is like that. Yeah. I always tell people I'm making a very elaborate time capsule. <laughs> yeah. Like a very, like I, I'm not good at having a career in the arts. I've been very bad at it, but I just want to make a lot of work. So, cause that way I get to, I probably, I mean, I don't know if I'm have a child. I kind of doubt it at this point, but like, that's my legacy. I get to be like, I Hell did yeah. this. I'm making an elaborate time capsule. <laughs> yeah yeah to see how people live fuck yeah nowadays actually i don't know if that would be a good time capsule to listen <laughs> to that record to see how people live <laughs> well dude so yeah no this is there's a lot of songs there's actually a few songs i wanted to particularly ask you about on there uh so i, I expressed to you at the end of the year that tons of picks is one of my favorite songs of the year oh i'm glad you like that one so much fun i i because it's low it's down tempo yeah it's kind of mellow yeah, it is, and like I, I just love like the the shuffling kind of beat to it, and uh, it sounds good in a car actually. It, yeah, yeah, it sounds better in a car than on the computer. I'll say that. <laughs> good. I I listen to it on my walks a lot. Oh, cool. Uh, so I am in motion. Nice. I mean, I I like to listen to music when I'm walking most of the time. Me too. Yeah, uh, but um, the 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 music video is a ton of fun too. And I'm very curious, sort of like what what went into it. I mean, is this the silhouettes? Is that all you? Um, it's DDA too. Oh, okay, DDA is the one playing the dude playing the bass. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, sure. but uh, <laughs> it was just an idea we had, and then 
because we'd never done a music. I mean, I've done music videos. I just we just thought of it and we're like, that's a good idea. How are we gonna get people to listen to this? Sure. People like visuals. Yeah, we have to do visuals. People, you know. So we were just kind of we're like, let's just try this, and then we experimented, and then I had the idea of. Um, you know all those Facebook groups that are of um, pictures from like Craigslist of people selling mirrors? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had that idea. I love those. I mean, who doesn't love those? They're really funny. And then we're like, let's just use a bunch of these. Who cares? You know? And so we just did it. I love the the part like it's kind of like the clock of you like running in place in yeah. the black and white. Yeah, that yeah. was that's that's I love. Didi edited that, and you know, bless his soul. I had a lot of suggestions, which I often do, and he's a very patient person to work with, so he tried any idea I had. Mm-hmm. And he had, I mean, he had a lot of ideas, too, so all those effects, that's all DDA. I, shout out to him. Prop, shout out DDA. I give him yeah. total props for figuring out how to do that. For someone who doesn't have a lot of experience editing, Sure, it's pretty. he did a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but right yeah, it was fun to do. I, I don't really know what I'm doing with visual editing. Like I don't get it. Yeah, I'm. It's kind of. Did you know to edit a little? No, not really. I mean, yeah. basic stuff. Basic stuff, right? Like as much enough to 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 edit this in Adobe Premiere. But okay, that's, that's really it. But shout out to DD. I would love to meet him someday. Oh, you will. Good, good, good. The good. time will come. Right on. <laughs> uh, big old things. Another really fun song too. Do you think it's too long? Ah, uh, no, it's kind of no, long. I mean, it's a long song. But. but I don't know. I think at the same time, I don't think it's my place to critique because you guys made it. You're the one who had the idea for yeah, it. Yeah, true. So, like, I, I don't know. I I think it's catchy we as hell. We went back and forth on is it too long. We're like, it's kind of long. And a couple, a lot of songs on that album are kind of long. And we they went are back longer and, songs. There are. And we went back and forth on that. Like, we kind of disagreed sometimes. I'd be like, well, if it has a groove, you can do that. But mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you're kind of asking something of people, too, to, like, just keep listening to this groove, but my hope was that it'd be kind of like a trance, like effect. You like get into it and you know lose yeah. yourself a little. But yeah. it's a little bit longer. But then again, can and bands they get to have long songs. Oh, yeah. so why don't we get to? Oh yeah, some of my. So I, that was my argument. Yeah, but I do sometimes yeah. wonder. I think a couple of songs I could have made a little shorter. There's a few songs I critiquing myself. I'm like, eh, it's a little long. Yeah, <laughs> I like Prague though. I, yeah, my like my cousins when I was young were really into Prague rock. They yeah. were like older than me, and so I have a soft place in my heart. And those are long ass songs. Oh, you know, yeah. King Crimson song. It's like an amazing song. And then, totally. And then the last part of it just noodling around <laughs> for like ten minutes or something. Um, we tried not to do that at least, but um, yeah, they're longer. And that one's long. I I was trying to. I wanted it to sound like. Um, this is really pretentious, but I wanted it to sound like Howling Wolf. Huh. I wanted a, the drums and everything to have the feel of a Howling Wolf song. Right on. And I don't, very minimalist, uh, you know, but groovy. Yeah. I, I like long songs. I mean, Do you? I so particularly dig the song Ribbon Factory a lot. Too. Really? You like that one? I'm glad you do. I, I thought we thought that one kind of sounded like a little bit like a Brian Eno song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what that is? It's. It was built around a keyboard demo. Oh, nice! <laughs> it's built around like yeah. Those. yeah. How was the uh, the 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 uh, show in December? People, you know, 
I never know because I'm just concentrating because I have to remember like four million lyrics. Mm -hmm. But people said it was really good. People came up to me and told me it was like really enjoyable and that made me feel good. They they said it was like a memorable show. Hell yeah. And we, you know, we wear kind of like... We have a lot of props. Yeah. Don't you wear like the wig, like the powder? We dress and yeah, like little shout out, like a kind of homage to Parliament, maybe a little. But um, (laughs) hell yeah, yeah. We wear tuxedo t-shirts and powdered wigs. We often did that. In fact, usually. That's awesome. And um, I have I have a bust of Beethoven, which I also bring on stage, which I consider a sort of talisman. Yeah. Or kind of good luck charm. Right on. Yeah. And sometimes I talk to to Ludwig mm-hmm. while I'm on stage and um <laughs> you know, we're like we're like, what's the most pretentious thing we can fucking do? And then like, <laughs> let's do that. And then we do it and it's pretty funny. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not funny, but that's the risk you take. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Once again, throwing it shit at a wall, seeing what sticks. Sticks. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. my motto. Get, make sure that spaghetti isn't too al dente. Right. That's right. That's actually what I'm going to be having for lunch. After oh, this. sounds good. Speaking of uh, uh, walls and sticks, uh, what sticks? <laughs> uh, so your your ghost mosaics. Oh yeah. Four thousand post-it notes was it last year yeah yeah that was a lot real tinsel gallery yeah was it yeah yep yeah so tell me kind of how that all was like conceptualized you've been doing it for eight years um yeah how did it all kind of start um i don't remember i just started drawing ghosts on post-it notes and sticking them around my house when i lived with anton and um I noticed it was please. It looked pleasing, and then I went to River West Radio and I was like, "Hey Zav, can I do all these in your window?" And he's like, "Sure," because that's <laughs> all Zav. That's what Zav does. He goes, "Sure," <laughs> and so I just yeah. went in his window and did that, and then it looked cool. And I was like, "I am going to do this every year," and then so every year around Halloween, which is like my favorite holiday, sure, I kind of like take off a week of work and go into a public place that allows me in after I've begged them to do it. Yeah. And then I like practically live there and I fill their windows with ghosts drawn on post-it notes. And I try to do almost all of them new every year. So like, that's a, it's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of ghosts. That is, it is a ton of ghosts, but Mm -hmm. that makes sense being Halloween, your, your, your favorite holiday. Also, same i mean i think that halloween's like the only it's only a holiday that like gets better as you get older Mm -hmm. and not as like it not as exciting you know yeah halloween gets more exciting um but that makes sense with the ghosts yeah yeah also it's like when you're drawing that much you kind of go into a trance and you don't like your subconscious takes over yeah. So it's like all of these images. I mean, some of them come from different places. Like some of them, I steal from like posters or magazines, mm-hmm. movies, or yeah. things I see. But then some of it's just from my subconscious. So it's like this. I look at it as a kind of exorcism, like kind of getting all this stuff out of my subconscious. It's like cleaning house a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's like good for me in a, 
in a weird way, even though it harms my health because I have to do it nonstop. <laughs> yeah. For like, does it hurt week. your hand after a yes, while? Yes, yeah. it does. I have to carefully time my breaks, and uh, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's painful. <laughs> I, I bet. Yeah, but that's still super like rad and unique idea, and I'm. It's it's cool that you know. Thank you. you. You've uh, sort of like kind of made it a an annual thing. Yeah, it's. You know, I looked at it as a little bit of a private ritual. My friend said something really nice to me. He said, what I like about it is... Because I've done it in galleries and businesses and, like, private residences. Mm -hmm. So I've done it in different places. But he said what he liked about it was that it forces people outside of the gallery to look outside of the gallery, you know? Yeah. And he said, I like that you do that, that you force people to walk around the gallery instead of go inside. And I was like... That's a nice compliment. I, I I didn't think of it that way, but he's right. It is. It does do that. Gives a different perspective of admiring what's there. Yeah, and yeah. also like anything that is art that isn't. I think that it's good when art isn't just about the space. I mean, it is about the space. It's in the damn windows. It's about the place, but it forces you to not. You don't have to inhabit it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. just kind of, but. Yeah, I'm glad you appreciate those. Thank yeah. you for for saying that. Yeah, no, for sure. I look forward to the next one. I hope to actually see it in person this time. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm scared of it already. <laughs> Ooh. It's a, it's, it's like I always like, I like, am like ten pounds lighter, and I like look all disheveled when I'm done. I like look like a shipwreck yeah, survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. You're like Tom Hanks. In the yeah, I'm exactly. Right? I'm exactly <laughs> like that. I'm talking to object, inanimate yeah. objects. Right. Yeah. You're pers- personifying <laughs> objects. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Um, awesome, dude. Well, uh, the last thing I wanted to, to touch on mm-hmm. is uh, your your poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, so so your poet, you, you have a book out. Um, mm-hmm. If you'd care to share a bit more about, uh, um, unfortunately, book. that book is um, it's uh, out, a, it's like it was a low print run, so it's out of print. Yeah. Uh, um, there aren't any copies left, but um, there's a website um, called Blazing Stadium, and I have some poems in there um, from last spring, a very large selection, like fifty pages, which I like, and uh, those poems are. Um, portraits i've been drawing portraits i call them cameos and they're like very small or short poems usually that are a portrait of a person i've either met or heard about Mm -hmm. Um, and i try to do as many different kinds of portraits as i can in words so they're word portraits sure cool and yeah that's what i do i've been writing poetry since i was a kid and consider kind of songwriting is a kind of poetry. Of it's a room in the right. house of poetry, yeah, so right. kind of all makes sense. I think a lot of songwriters are write poetry as well. I know? would say so. I would think, yeah, um, like structurally and and uh, yeah, you know, um, inspirationally, yeah, it comes from the same place. It's mm-hmm. just it's a matter of whether or not there's like accompanying like sound or music or whatever yeah that's really the question to it and um yeah i've been been writing poetry my whole life and you know i read a lot of it i know a lot about it actually i 
I'd like to. I'm trying to finish. I never got my undergrad. Sure. I'm like trying to finish this math class. <laughs> like I have one math class to get an undergrad. I'm like 40, but that's fine. But so I was. I realized like I wish. I wonder if I should teach poetry. That would be fun. That would be really cool. That's yeah. No, that's rad. Also, I I I am shit at math too. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, it's like I suddenly have dyslexia. Right. I look at numbers. I, I instantly confused. Yeah. Think. Yeah. 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 No, I. I'm like a a fucking. I become like a malfunctioning electrical box when it comes to math. I'm taking a summer course to try to get it done, and I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm absolutely terrified. Hey. So any viewers out there uh, know any resources for math, um, tutoring? Hit this guy up. Let me know. Yeah. Zach, I really appreciate you being on the show today Thanks, to man. talk all about this stuff and uh, yeah. about what you do and, um, yeah, whether it's – the music, the poetry, the the drawings, the, the like, of course, the, the mosaic. Uh, I I think that um, kind of like your creative process is just super uh, intriguing and uh, uh, just um, fun to watch. I also think that like I, I appreciate you know the humor that you find in it. You know, like that. You know, there, there's that. You know, you. Um, are not only like artful and and eccentric with like with what you create and and how you create it, but also that you're playful with it, you have fun with it, and I think that's you know like rad as hell. I think that if you can marry the two, like you know that's that's the best way to do it. Have fun, but also think outside of the box. That's right. I am married to the two. <laughs> good, good. I'm I'm uh, I'm betrothed. You're- to my craft yep. and I don't know how to do anything else in life so I appreciate your appreciation very much and I love that you do this this is so great like that you do this that you like want to talk to people in Milwaukee who are artists and different people who are involved in the community I think that's I think you're doing a tremendous service Thanks, and it might man. not might not always seem like people appreciate it now but I guarantee you in about five years everyone's going to be like this guy has been doing this like he just like it's like a port you're doing like a portrait of the neighborhood or the community anyway which is really cool that you do that i appreciate that a lot of people don't do that it's a very selfless thing to do you know thanks i right well you never know what you can learn from somebody that's true that's like that's true people are interesting oh yeah and i've learned so much from just so many insights and conversations and and exchange of ideas with folks how long Uh, have you been doing this now uh three years now about three okay i took a year off uh you've done a lot of people i think it's been yeah it's uh i definitely like had a lot more time for it like when i was 23 Mm -hmm. and i mean i'm 26 now and i definitely have uh whether it's because of like sort of the shift in energy from from the pandemic or just getting a little older like i'm just i can't do it as much as my my output isn't as much as like i could do back then but i'm still trying to do it as much as i can now and yeah and oh there's always a lot of dope rad people to talk to so i'm glad you could be a part of it dude yeah thanks for inviting me you bet uh on the way out i ask everyone the same two questions Mm -hmm. you can answer this however you want whether you want to be fun or you want to be real whatever Mm -hmm. uh zach what keeps you up at night 
I'm an insomniac. So anything. The uh, true answer is absolutely anything. Nice. I'm an insomniac. I stay up very late. I work late. Mm. I, I work, you know, until 1230 at night. I'm so sure. I make a lot of my art in well into the dawn. Nice. It's always been my style. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Because the world is asleep and yeah. I'm not. Well, what puts you to sleep is the second question. Good question. What puts me to sleep? I don't know. I haven't found it yet. I feel like melatonin doesn't work on me. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm not taking the right. I use the gummies, you know. Oh, yeah, sure. It didn't do much. And I, I, I would pose this question to your viewers. What will put me to sleep? Because I don't know. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Tune in next time to find <laughs> out what puts Zach to sleep. I want to know. <laughs> Help me. Help. Thanks for being on the show. Help. Thank you, Ben. You bet. Peeper in the Play, Activities Archive, uh, Trusty Knife, Farms in Trouble, uh, The Ghost Mosaics. I'll be tagging a link to all of them so you can check it out. Uh, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time, everybody. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.